I sprinkle a little water on the toilet paper and I go up and I go down. Just run a hose through your window. Yeah. Just put a, just put a hose up your <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, sorry, I don't live in fancy Echo Park and I can afford a bidet. Don't have a bidet. It's literally a fucking hose. I did it myself. You know, I got the idea. Thailand. It's called an ass hose. Zan, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a full episode on what you do. Papa don't preach needs to start making some merch. Okay. Number one item, the ass hose. Uh, <laughs> Get your booty wet with the ass hose. Blow it out. Going dirty, come out clean. <laughs> the ass hose. Happy belated New Year to everybody out there, and welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. After a very long break, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with season two. I'm here with Mitch, and I'm here with Zan, the two bozos you guys know best. Uh, how you guys doing? Not bad. Doing right, Good. man. I'm holding on to my GameStop stock. I'm going to the moon. <laughs> I have none of it. I have no GameStop. Oh. I know. Don't lie well, to the people. players. you know ever since the holidays i remember talking to you guys i wanted to come back and talk about you know a little bit of what you guys had to do in the covid new year uh how christmas was but ever since the new year happened you know biden was elected after trump tried to steal it a bunch of MAGA weirdos that think that pizza shops are running pedophile rings actually stormed the capitol which seems pretty easy i think the next time I have an issue with Congress, I'm just going to storm the Capitol. That's it. That shit seems pretty easy. There's one problem that you will have. You're not white, so it might That is true, but well. they don't know that. They'll know when you show <laughs> up. When you show up. Know that. <laughs> you, you, oh, Jesus Christ. It's a revolution. It's a revolution. We're storming the Capitol. <laughs> it's, it's a revolution. Uh, so, like... Besides just that, we lost two greats. We lost Hank Aaron. Uh, uh, we lost Tommy Lasorda. I'm glad he got to see the Dodgers put one up on the board. That's amazing. Uh, uh, Reddit literally pissed me off. Like, Reddit pissed me off. Like, Reddit told me I was going to get superpowers on December 21st. That didn't happen. And then they broke Wall Street. So, I don't know. What is going on? 2021 was seriously. All right, 2020, hold my beer. They're coming out swinging. It's not even February yet. This is nuts. How about that QAnon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I know, to guys, today on the pod, we got a special guest for everybody. Uh, we have Dylan Conrad, friend of the pod, stopping by to give us a little bit of advice about health, health as a father, his business, a little bit of guidance for everybody out there. But first we, before we get into Zan's interview with Dylan, I wanted to dive into our sports section real quick because it has been a while and some things have happened. I know that Tom Brady's sniffing at another ring. Mitch, oh, how are we doing? How are we doing over here? I mean, you just can't, whether you like him or not, dude, he's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Dude, dude is the GOAT. I, I And I don't even uh, like... I can understand hating the Patriots 
I can't really understand hating Tom Brady because what he's done with what he's had, like he he's turned mediocre into superstars. Like it is because of him that where a lot of players look that much better. Um, obviously, I mean Gronk is out of control, but you know with uh, what he had on the Patriots and to to do what he was doing was, you know, pretty remarkable. I mean. He's going for what a seventh ring, I think. Yeah, he's going for number seven. You know, it's going to be tough, but you know, it's the it's the goat versus the best, the best other fucking quarterback in the in the league. I mean, Patrick Mahomes at, by far like out of this world with the passes he throws. It's just nuts. So that'll be really it'll be fun to see. You know, obviously you brought up. The loss of uh, Tommy Lasorda, RIP, Dodgers still champions, you know, and Hank Aaron. When you name three players in baseball, it's, you know, it's Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron. You know, not to bring political bullshit into this. Here we go. (laughs) But I honestly, you know, they try to put asterisks next to. Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire's name in the Hall of Fame because they use steroids or whatever. I mean, to think of a black man like Hank Aaron accomplishing what he was able to accomplish during the time that he lived in, you know, like people talk about the stress that you have to bring onto the field or on the court and you have to leave everything else off the field. Like imagine just that. Imagine walking through a uh, walking through the bullpen and somebody throwing a banana at you, screaming the N word, yeah. talking down to you and shit. I, I mean, I'm white, so I can't, I can't imagine. No, you can't. So shut the hell up. Okay, so that's where I'm going. <laughs> like, I, it's not something I can imagine. I mean, obviously, uh, <clears throat> empathy. <laughs> All right. Hey, so last. Last thing, Zan, before we move on to your interview, I wanted you to find out, and Mitch, touch on this too. Do you think people are being a little too hard on Biden in this first 15 days, not even, his first uh, eight, uh, 10 days as president? Do you think they're being a little hard on Biden? Or do you think, you know, hold his ass to the fire until uh, we get what we want? I mean, I haven't seen a lot regarding people being hard on him. I, I think... The moves regarding you know, ending contracts with for-profit prisons for the DOJ is good. The majority of, you know, that it's that number is such a small number compared to like private prisons that operate on the state level. There are executive orders being made that that are, I think, are good moves, but the impact is not as big as one would hope. I think right now everyone's got to remember that this shit takes time, and he's doing a lot right now that uh, is great. Uh, there's definitely a lot more that needs to be done. And so I guess some people, yeah, are being too hard. I think I, uh, I might be being hard on him. I don't know. But also we do need to make sure we stay on it. I mean, the biggest thing I'll get to in the pulpit later is just holding these fuckers accountable that are in the Senate that were part of this insurrection. But, I mean, have you been hearing, I mean, have you been hearing a lot of shit talking about him? I, I, I well, it, it doesn't matter what I've heard. It's It's more or less whoever whoever comes into office every single time we have a change in uh presidency it's it, it's the same it's the same crap to be honest i, I mean you just 
Not so much. It, no, it really is. It, it's you. You have one mm-hmm. side, it, regardless if it go. When, I mean, we're pretty. We're <laughs> we keep it to Democrat for a while, Republican for a while. I mean, obviously, it, it's not like we haven't seen like a run of each side for you know, like 16 years or something like that. You know, it's been a while since we've seen anything like that. And when the, when the change comes from one side to another, it's, the other side is always expecting or saying like, Oh, this person said this. I mean, the, the, the funniest things I've seen on, you know, like say like Fox news and stuff like that with like, them bringing up nothing but Biden uh, saying unity, and it's yeah. it's like, dude, it's been <laughs> he's been in office for what nine days? <laughs> like, what, what, do you think you thought that we were going to have unity with two sides? Don't even understand what unity actually means. <laughs> so it's just a to me, it's just a it's a joke to even give him any type of slack. But like I said, you know, we do it with every single president. It happens with every single president. No one gets, no one really gets a fair shot right away until something happens. So, I I am telling, like, I mean, this is his first ten days. You know, uh, I think people on both sides actually took a step back after Trump was elected. They actually gave him a little bit of leeway. You had. A lot of pundits, he had a lot of celebrities saying, give him a chance. Let's see, you know, now that he's got office, he should be presidential, all this shit. And for one side, they kind of held that tone for about four years. Another, another side, a year later, was just like, oh, we done with this fool. He's got to go. Um, I think that the call for unity is something that needs to be handed down from the presidential level. And for all the talk that Biden did have, I am glad to hear him and his cabinet say fuck unity at the executive level. Like he went in there with, you know, open arms, said, all right, this is what I want to do. And they're like, no, fuck you. We're going to obstruct you. We don't want you to touch anything. Like we don't want to give anybody else any money. We don't want to take care of this pandemic. We don't want you closing our prisons. We don't want you doing shit. I don't care what it's for. We are going to filibuster you. We are not going to make you work correctly and it says a lot it it's really does say a lot insane. it's fucking insane it's party over country and yeah it's yeah, it shouldn't be that's why that's why it, there should be of course parties. it shouldn't be i know well that's why there shouldn't it we should we need to get rid of the party system to be honest well i agree but realistically that's not going to happen anytime soon well there's a lot of things so, that we can always i mean but until it, it's not to say that it won't happen soon it's you know you it's until that person comes along and till a hero comes along. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, literally pretty much, you know, a lot of people thought Trump was going to be the, our hero. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, not not so much. The majority did not. The majority did not. The guy has lost, the guy lost two popular votes in a row. Yeah. Like, yeah, it comes down to electoral college. I know how our system is, but when you go down to the majority of the country who actually voted, and not even to the app, like if you go to the majority of the country of what they think of his approval record, it's even lower. But for the people who voted for the presidential election, 
Trump did not win those people over. He lost by three million, three million votes the first time that Hillary Clinton lost by over seven million votes this time around. Right, right. You know, which, it's like which I, I mean, I agree. But like I said, I mean, there's a. It's just when you think about it, a, a lot of people that voted for Trump for his during his term or for his first term was, you know, they they were so sick and tired of the bullshit, and. They were hoping that they were going to get a change, and a lot of them thought some. I don't know what the fuck. So a lot of people were thinking, but yeah, whatever. I mean that's that's another thing that we'll get into a little bit later because if you honestly thought that Trump was going to do something for you, and after four years you voted for him again when he did absolutely nothing for you, then that's a whole different thing. That's just propaganda yeah. seeping in. You right. like you said, party over country. It's not actually paying attention to keeping your pulse on. Like when unless, you're rich, on, unless you're wealthy, unless you're unless you're wealthy, unless unless you're getting financial benefits of it, there's people who were on Obama's train, and then when they didn't, uh, you know, when Guantanamo Bay didn't uh, get closed, when uh, their taxes didn't go down, when the educational system didn't spike the way that they wanted it to, uh, student loan debts didn't go away, they were like, you know what, fuck this guy, you know, like he didn't do what I, what I wanted to do, but at the same time. You know, oh, he didn't have Congress on his side. It's like we're about to have a super majority. He did, he did for the first for the first uh, two yeah, years. Yeah, for, for the first two years, he he did, and he concentrated completely on health care, and the and Republicans to... took it apart the first right. time. But listen, uh, Zan, I really want to get to your interview. I really want to get to your interview right it. now. Uh, let's get to your interview, and then we're gonna come back with Papa's pulpit. We'll be right back with Papa Don't Preach. Conrad, thank you for jumping on with us. Thank you for you know taking the time in between your sets. I, <laughs> I <laughs> first uh, before we get started, let's uh, can you tell the people who you are, what you do? Yeah, yeah. How long have you been waiting to use that joke on me? Uh, <laughs> last night I told Oviat I'm gonna throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, so good. Um, yeah, a little bit about myself. Uh, yeah, I'm. A, is that what you're saying? What, you, what you're asking? Yes. Yeah, my bad. I got sidetracked from your joke. Um, That's a good yeah, one. So, yeah, so right, it was really good. Yeah, so my name is Dylan Conrad. I uh, I'm a I'm a men's transformation coach. Um, I have a coaching company. I own DC Fitness, and um, we do nutrition, we do training, and we do accountability coaching as well. Um, hundred percent remote, uh, especially after you know all the shutdowns in March. So mm -hmm. it's been good. Awesome, awesome. Um, before we jump into it, I. I want to just mention real quick, you helped me really quickly with some knee issues I was having. I came in to your, to your spot one day and you gave me like three exercises to do that uh, just like transform my knees. I used to have knee pain where I would have to crack them multiple times a day and these three exercises you had me do, uh, I just implemented them in my workout and just my daily routine and now I don't have knee pain anymore. So that's, I thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. You know, my background is in more of rehabilitative exercise. So 
when I was in college, I was actually studying pre-physical therapy. Um, I never ended up going to PT school, but a lot of what I implemented training wise and still do comes more from a rehabilitative exercise standpoint. So like knees, low back, shoulders, neck, that type of thing. Um, we all integrate into our program. So I'm glad to hear that, man. That's awesome. Yeah. It's now, now I have dad back. And so <laughs> that's uh, a <clears throat> one question I'll get to in, in a second, but mm -hmm. I know that you focus on the whole person uh, mm -hmm. when you cater to your clients, but I was wondering that since becoming a dad, if there's anything <clears throat> that you focus on now, with your clients more. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I work with a lot of uh, new dads and, and kids, you know, dads that have kids under uh, under the age of five to probably about 50% of the clients. And, um, you know, since becoming a dad, one thing I've really focused on with, you know, my other dad clients, but also just my clients in general is really recovery, um, especially sleep. You know, until you have a baby, you don't realize why people get tortured with sleep deprivation, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and so <laughs> going through that and, and understanding how important sleep and recovery is, because if you're if you're chronically stressed and you're not sleeping at all, like even if you're eating perfectly, you're training, you're, you're not going to see results. Not only that, but you're just going to feel like crap all the time. So a lot of stuff I focus on is, you know, that's the first chain, whether you're trying to lose body fat, gain muscle have better performance, just feel better. The first chain that we look at before food and training is always recovery. And that's one thing since having a kid that, you know, having gone through that myself, super stressed and no sleep, um, you know, it's implemented. That's, that's something we really help a lot of our clients, um, especially the guys on too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's great. So the top, the top part of that tier is the, is sleep, you'd say. Yeah, I'd say sleep and I mean, it goes into recovery, right? So right. recovery is like a big blanket for like mm -hmm. sleep and you look at stress levels um, and anything else that's causing you to your, your causing your body not to recover the way it should be. Right, right. Um, are there any things that you've changed in your own personal workout since becoming a dad that like areas that you've, you know, feel like, oh, I need to strengthen this a little bit or yeah. focus on? Yeah, for sure. You know, especially picking my little baby pterodactyl julia <laughs> you know um it's funny because uh, in the beginning it was really hard to fit workouts in and that type of thing um and i did feel start feel my my low back and my shoulders and my neck just really start season up i had back pain for like two weeks which i haven't experienced since god i was 22 or something mm -hmm. so a lot of stuff that I've, I've implemented is more um more uh activation so glutes and hamstrings um, and more flexibility in my hips to really alleviate that low back. And all the workouts I do are really come from that standpoint of really just, first of all, helping me move better. Mm -hmm. And then obviously working on the other stuff. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something. The other thing that I've really changed on my workouts is the time that I do it. I'm always doing it before anyone wakes up. So I'm not bothered. Man, I'm uh, trying then, to do that. That's so like, I'm a, yeah, I've had to shift my whole sleep schedule around because I'm normally yeah. a night owl, but like mm -hmm. I've changed that to obviously waking up early, yeah. like, getting up before everyone. I'm, I'm still having trouble yeah. with that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like a gradual thing. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. And so that's one and two is, is um, just the time, like how effective and efficient I'm making everything. I even use like a timer for my rest periods, which I never used before, mm -hmm. before I, so I can really make sure I'm fitting all the exercises that I want to get to that day. And how long are your, the workouts usually? Yeah. After like stretching and mobility work and activation after the whole warm-up, it's probably like 45 minutes. If I throw yeah. some core in there, I'll be 60. Gotcha. That's yeah. not bad at all. So you mentioned a little bit about the, the back uh 
exercise that you do to to, to strengthen it, that area. Yeah. Um, before Isabella was born, I, you know, I knew that my whole schedule was going to get fucked up. Everything was going to get turned upside down. So I tried to <laughs> get a solid routine going just to make sure I was, I was good going in knowing that everything was going to change. Yeah. Um, and I focused, you know, primarily on just like compound lifts, like just deadlifts mm -hmm. and squats and like benching mm -hmm. and just to, you know, strengthen yeah. like overall everything. Yeah. Um, are there specific things for, you know, new dad, not new dads, but you know, before the baby comes that you would recommend for sure. You know, yeah. Absolutely. So you don't get the dad back. Yeah. Right. I think first of all, is just taking care of any asymmetries. Um, I, I, our body is just anatomically created to be asymmetrical. So doing a lot of single leg, single arm, like lunges, single arm presses, um, single arm rows, that type of thing, uh, will really help that create more okay. symmetry. And so that's number one, but number two is the functional movements, you know, squats, push-ups, deadlifts, especially, um, deadlifts actually <clears throat> were, I don't know if you knew this, I, I, I don't know if we ever talked about this. I've said this so many times, but deadlifts were created in the, in, I think it was like the Roman times. And okay. what was happening is after they would go into these battles and they would have to pick up the dead people, all these people, <laughs> all the guys picking up the dead people would blow their backs out. Oh, and shit. so they had to figure out what's like the ergonomic way, what's like the most effective way without to damaging move our dead backs person. to move dead people. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. So that's where the deadlift actually came in. And if you look at the deadlift, your back's flat, you're using your glutes and your hamstring, which is the most effective way to pick up people and things. So if you're obviously picking up babies, that's the most functional thing you can do. But low back, you know, typically it's a compensation pattern for mm -hmm. weak glutes and hamstrings because you got to think you're kind of, if you kind of can visualize this, when you're picking up your baby, you're bending your hips, you're bending your knees. And when you stand up, you're, you're thrusting your hips in. So what happens when you thrust those hips in, the, the muscle responsible for that, the hamstrings, the glutes, and the back, right? But what happens is the glutes and the hamstrings from sitting all day and from stress become really inactive and the hips get really, really tight. So that low back just takes over for everything and it's not supposed to take on that much load. So once it takes on too much load, it, it causes strain it ca and can cause your back to throw out and it can cause herniations it can cause, you know, slip this, that type of thing. So I would say deadlifts, strengthen your glutes and the hamstrings with a lot of band, like mini band work, clamshells, stuff in like physical therapy you would do, but also deadlifts, glute bridges, hip thrusts, really just strengthen those glutes and the hamstrings as much as you can really mobilize those hips. Good. Nice little, little dunk and dunk back there. <laughs> right yeah, dude, you gotta get you gotta get a badonka dude i, I mean, mean the thing is like yeah get thick and and it, yeah yeah get get part of the thick army like me um but yeah, <laughs> glutes, and, glutes and hamstrings are you know because we're sitting all day our our hip flexors you know the quads get really tight and mm -hmm. as a result the hamstrings and the glutes just become very dormant very inactive so it's definitely something every single day that you want to implement into your routine five ten minutes of it you know word I mean, that's, yeah. it's so important. I'm going through it right now. Just trying to like stretch out during yeah. the morning, sun yeah. salutation, but I haven't been able to yeah. have the time to actually do some working out this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. On another note, I just popped into my head. I'm just curious, like you're in year one. Congratulations. You guys made Thank it through you. your first year. Oh, wow. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, <laughs> what's been, what's been the hardest part about being a dad, running a business, mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess he's getting through that first year. And then also what's been like the most re rewarding part about the whole, the experience so far? 
so you know throw COVID into that mix <laughs> Jesus. you know it's it's been yeah because you know julie's born in january COVID started we got locked on march and you know i had to pivot the entire business from brick and mortar to remote and it was extremely stressful and you know one thing you're asking what i've what i've learned from that first year yeah like the hardest well like the hardest thing that you had to then you know overcome yeah. and, and get through yeah the hardest thing was just like the amount of time I was able to really spend with my daughter and having that be quality time because I was just so, you know, in it, I was just so stressed and just like, uh, you know, and constantly the feeling that I, I, I think the hardest thing was that constant feel of you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not spending enough time with them. You're not, when you're with them, you're not present enough or you're not you know doing enough developmental exercises with them. You're not learning what they should be doing enough. And right. I just kind of, I think that was like the hardest thing to really overcome in that first year. Also was just like, you know, you have a barnacle attached to you. You know, they, they can't do anything until they can sit up and move right. their head. And right. the amount of like attention they need, I think it's insane. And so it was just like really, I think the hardest time was, the hardest thing I've had was just time management, you know, and spending enough time with my with my baby and, and the wife too, you know. Yeah it was it was gnarly it was gnarly that first year especially on lockdown you know and pivoting the whole business and there was a lot of 12 hour days um 13 hour days and just kind of you know get into a groove where you feel like you're just punching the clock right so, yeah and then up at night with the baby back yeah. and forth yeah i oh. mean <laughs> it's the first three months i don't wish upon anyone dude it's I, real it's so real just, yeah because like they, they torture people with sleep deprivation like we were talking about but like yeah. issues give them a baby, you know, if they're like going in solitary confinement, give that person a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Three month old. Oh my God. And you just don't know what you haven't learned what each cry means or what they want. Like it's um, yeah. But so coming out of all that, the hardships from it, Mm -mm. what's like this, I mean, aside from, I mean, for me, I'm, you know, just having Isabella and experiencing, all the you know little growth and little things that she's uh, going through. I just I just love the whole experience, all the hard you know even yeah. you know the stressful parts of it. Like what yeah. for you stands out as you know what you just love, like that you've been experiencing. Oh my god, it's just so much fun hanging out with her. You know right? when I'm with her, I'm actually doing it. It's just mm-hmm. such a stress relief, especially you know at the beginning when she was doing a lot of tummy time. Like for me, just to go on my tummy with her mm-hmm. like that, it is just you know one, it was super relaxing for me, but it was just like not thinking about anything, not thinking about work or uh, people or the fact that we're in lockdown, you know, when I was with her, everything just kind of disappears, which is awesome, you know? Right. And um, that w- that's definitely the most rewarding thing is just really being able to connect with the baby and just, uh, just being, just being present with the baby. It's just it, like, I don't know. It just, every, every time I think about her or look at her or, anything, I just get a big smile on my face to get so happy, which I never thought would happen. I was like, oh, yeah, we have a baby. Just be chill. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just being the person paying, you know, not paying rent in our house. Right. <laughs> <Something like laughs> no, but, you know, and I, I didn't really know, think or know that I'd have a, such a uh, connection, you know, just like without words um, to this this baby. Right. This little creature. Yeah, dude. It's a, it's nuts. It's yeah, amazing. It's a, Are you, it's have you incorporated, um, like uh, working out with her also. I mean, not for yeah for fun, obviously. Yeah, yeah, I have. You know, and it's funny because we were talking about like creating a. I mean, it was maybe this is off topic, but uh, we were talking about creating like 
how do we put them in some sort of like device where we can hold them better because yeah. when you're using yeah a lot of especially my lower body stuff and like my core stuff i'll, I'll definitely use her <laughs> i don't know if i recommend it you know especially if you're always in a safe setting right yeah, always drop her your own risk you know? <laughs> yeah exactly use the baby's own risk but yeah there's a if you're you know even like there's some safe stuff you could do and you can definitely and one thing i was actually going to say is you know with the back stuff too just picking up your baby using that deadlift form, but keeping them super close to you. Cause the further away they are from you, the longer that lever arm is, the more straight right. it is on your, on your posterior chain. But um, yeah, I, I, I got off topic there, but um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's okay. What, what was I even going over again? I have dad brain. <laughs> yeah. Dad brain is so real. I was not so expecting, real. like I hear about, you know, mom brain and all, but like dad brain's real. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's nuts. Like I have family that, They've just had twins and, you know, have other babies and like, oh, what, you know, what did you do at two months or three months? And I'm like, I don't remember. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, no. I, I didn't even take notes. Um, <laughs> but uh, now, I, now I forgot. But, <laughs> oh, so going back, um, when you're saying keeping the baby close to you when you're moving, mm-hmm. I, do you have any clients that say have like pulled their back out, like when, pull, you know, putting their baby in their cribs because mm-hmm. at that that mo- movement you're yeah. you know, moving the, the baby away from your chest and yeah. laying them down and you're bending over in, in sometimes weird ways yeah. like are those some of the injuries yeah. that your clients are dealing with are there other injuries that they're dealing with from being a dad yeah injuries of the brain um no it's just <laughs> yeah, I'd, say, I'd say low back is so common you know it's just like the biggest thing and typically there's always an underlying muscle imbalance that's going on and whenever like someone pulls their back out, it's just like that one point of like elevated stress to the low back where they, they have their baby away from them, right? And they're like either looking at them or they're putting them back in the crib, they're picking them up. And it's just like the stick that broke the camel's back, you know, it was like, it was like waiting to get thrown right. out, you know, and then finally that one thing just threw it out. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, you know, the main thing we want to do is just work on glutes, hamstring, getting those hips mobile. And just getting that that technique, especially that hip hinge to where you're moving at the hips and the knees independently of the low back. Because what happens when you're putting your kid in or you take them out, a lot of times people just have a rounded back. You know, that's right. kind of, even if it's like very minimal, um, you want to make sure that you have like a nice, the, the curve in your low back should look exactly the same as if you're standing up. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So cat cows, you know, you do in yoga, those are awesome to really get that connection of where your low back is in terms of space. Um, and just, just using that form. So I'd say like technique of like picking up your baby, putting them down. Also single leg RDLs are really good, especially like, you know, uh, if you, if you kind of think about single leg RDL, it's really a deadlift on one leg. Right. And there's okay. a lot of times where you either don't have the mobility or they're kind of in a weird angle. You just want to kind of use more of the, like one leg than the other. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But those are like the big two. Danger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's total danger. It can be bad. Yeah. Um, like being mindful of where your low back position is, especially if it's rounded when you're picking your kids up or just, you know, around them is, is the biggest thing, making sure you have what it's called a, a neutral spine. Gotcha. Right. That's definitely important. Yeah. Um, another question. Uh, is there any exercise you hate doing? Exercises I hate doing. Dancing. <laughs> dancing no i'm serious i mean i, I like it like i'll cut a rug you know at a wedding and then like yeah, yeah. you know but no zumba dance. for you freak dance in in middle school is great in high school uh-huh. but yeah you know ali my wife she's always trying to get me to and i think as much as you can work out with your spouse and make it like a fun thing that you guys can do together that's why it just feels like so much time apart right 
yeah, she has this, like, I, I think it's, like, Megan Roop or Sculpt Society thing that she does all the time. And she's like, dance with me. It's so great. I'm just like, I don't want to dance for exercise. And plus, the thing is, with all these muscle imbalances, you know, that I have from stress and, like, fitting part of the day and, you know, moving in these weird patterns, like, I can feel it in, in spots I feel like I'm not supposed to feel it. And that's just, like, that I'm thinking about that. And I'm thinking about dancing. And I'm thinking about how much I hate dancing. It's just a record. <laughs> Not missing the beat and all <laughs> yeah <dude. laughs> um are there ones that you you know I, I always see like you know these are the exercises to avoid and you know mm -hmm. don't do these anymore yeah what are what are like the top ones that you think that people yeah. should just stop doing yeah uh, that's a great question and that's a really good question if you look at my ig like i do throw a lot of sit-ups in there but i would say definitely stay away from them if you're at a point where like you have a very strong stable core you know, you know how to hip hinge and you know how to like move and you're more of like an intermediate, uh, you know, lifter or person that exercises. Um, I'd stay away from sit-ups, you know, that, I think that flexion that you're getting your low back, um, mm -hmm. it's just causing more tension. Um, and I would do any, instead any of kind like, of sit-up. Yeah. Like, you know, side okay. crunches, crunches, all that stuff. Instead I'd do plank side planks, um, reverse curl-ups are great. Turkish get-ups. If you know what those are, you can YouTube yeah. all these. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you have like a big band, which, you know, you can get one on Amazon for like five or 10 bucks, there's these things called pal off presses. And basically what it is, is you attach uh, the band to the wall or like you kind of hook it into like a door frame and you press out. So you're like at a perpendicular angle to that band. Mm -hmm. And it's like your, your, your body wants to rotate, but you want to hold it there. So you feel those obliques working. But I'd say, yeah, number one is to stay away from sips for sure. Okay. okay. For sure. You know, the other thing I'd stay away from is more programs that are what's called sagittal dominant. So like patterns that are like forward and back, like, okay. um, you know, still incorporate them, but you want to incorporate patterns that are uh, side to side. So like side lunges, pull-ups, and also you want to think about uh, the rotational plane. So like rotational rows, even pal-off presses because you're anti-rotational. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say sit-ups are probably the biggest one to avoid. For sure, and ba avoid bad form. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, like the plague. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I'm sitting here making sure I'm fixing my posture as I sit right now. That's interesting. Like, I I I knew about some of the sit ups, but mm -hmm. all across the board, I, I you know, I thought some like even leg lifts would. So no leg lifts either. I like re like when you do leg lifts with straight legs. It depends if you're like, if you have a strong core, like hundred percent, you know, do them, add them in there make sure you're adding some obliques with it too. Mm -hmm. But I would start with like reverse curl ups, which you could just do on the ground. You can hold like a couch or something behind your head. Those are great and really do basically the same thing, but are more effective. Word. So yeah. strengthening the whole trunk. Strengthen the whole trunk. Get that yeah, trunk. It, <laughs> get it yeah. strong. Get, get stable, get mobile and make sure that your exercise routine mimics that as well you know functional training yeah. is the way to go for sure with uh just overall health of the joints in the body and just making sure you're not getting you know not getting dad back or dad neck or dad knees yeah um, that <laughs> is like... yeah you know anything i think the best thing people can do also the low-hanging fruit is just be barefoot in their house as much as they can mm. Yeah, because like a lot of, you know, wearing a shoe or even a sock is kind of like almost wearing a cast. It really doesn't let those feet move freely. And when your feet are kind of casted up, they're not moving freely, it'll mm -hmm. look for movement at other joints, knees, hips, like where it's not supposed to. And so going barefoot around your house without socks is is huge. 
um, really getting those those feet mobile. Yeah, it's it's like a huge thing for sure. Wait, so do you wear? Do you know those toad shoes? Those vibrant toad shoes? Are you <laughs> yeah, a proponent I of those? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a proponent for sure. I mean, go wear them, but. Uh, yeah, me, I just, <laughs> I can't, yeah. I think I owned a pair in like 2010, wore them once. I'm just like, dude, I, I can't be caught diving these things. I, so I, I used to trail run in those. And, um, yeah. Oh, really? They, they were great. I actually yeah. did a, a 20 mile backpack with Dang. them. Yeah. 10 miles in and out. Uh, That's great. they were great. They definitely look funky, but, um, yeah, they were great. Yeah. They are <laughs> for sure. Okay, so so stay away from the vibrant five fingers. Um, no, you so, should, if you if you could you should do it for sure. Um, I, no, I think I'm past that. Around the house, <laughs> past that. Yeah. Under me, bro. I think, yeah. but going going, uh, you know, um, shoeless and sockless around the house as as much as you can is is really key for sure for for healthy knees and back and everything. That's really interesting. I mean, I feel like yeah. yeah. It makes sense. So you mentioned time management earlier. What was something, is there something that sticks out that really helped you? You mentioned like putting a timer for your workouts between rests, but yeah, is it, I mean, that's something I feel like we're constantly trying to work on. I'm working yeah. on it also. Like our schedule revolves around Isabella and we try to get what we need to get done when she's sleeping yeah. or napping and we're at daycare. And, you know, if we have stuff come up, Tanya will cover for me or I'll cover for her. What's really helped you with, with mm-hmm. that during this time? Yeah, I think what's helped is uh, Julie getting on a sleep routine was huge. Oh you know, having the a best. nap routine, it's the best thing ever. Because then you're like, okay, I know she needs to be have someone here, here, and here. Like, where can I give Allie a break and, you know, help out and do that type of thing? So for me, you know, I, I'm like an all-in personality type crazy person, so when I, you know, I work, I I work, you know, when I work Mm -hmm. out, I work out. And really what it's been about is my time management has been just figuring out how I can delegate out more um, and Mm -hmm. figuring out like what is actually, what I really need to get done today has been huge. So I'm just not like burning, burning the the candle from both ends. I, uh, there's actually a really cool productivity trick I've been using a lot. It's, um, you make like a, uh, you make a cross basically. There's four quadrants and it's like urgent, important, uh, not urgent, important, um, urgent, not important, urgent, not, uh, urgent, important, and then er, er, not urgent, important, not urgent. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, right. And so Wait, do it again. So it's, it's urgent and important, important, right? That's the stuff okay. you need to get done. Then right. there's urgent, but not important, right? The stuff gotcha. you still need got done, it's not important. And then there's like non-urgent, important stuff you maybe not need to get done really. And then not right. urgent, not important is like stuff you could put on like a back burner. And gotcha. I think, I think for me, it's just been like, get as much as I can done, take my foot off the gas, try to delegate as much as I can to my staff and just, um, just do that. Obviously people out there listening, if you don't have a, someone to delegate to or anything like that, just kind of figure out what, what really needs to happen that day and just not beating yourself up if something doesn't get done right then and there, you know, I think yeah. that's the biggest time management tool. But yeah, the workouts, you know, if for working out, you really only need about four hours a week. You can probably even get away with three hours. So, you know, if you did like every other day thing, that should mm-hmm. be, you know, that should be fine. I think there's a point where you do get diminishing returns um, after, depending on how you structure your workouts, but five, six, you know, seven days a week. Um, there's a point where you do get diminishing returns. And I think that's really the same in terms of your productivity during the day. There's times where... Mm-hmm. You know, you're working, you're getting a lot done. And then there's times where it's like, 
you're so burnt out or just like I've been working so hard, you're just, you're just going to get diminishing returns. So it doesn't even matter if you're doing it at all. You know? Right. Are you finding time for yourself at all? Are you yeah. like, whether it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's for amazing. sure. You know, and, and it's, it's aside tough. from working out. Right. Yeah. Aside from working out, you know, yeah, the, the definitely finding time for myself has been really, really tough because you constantly just feel you'll go through a full day. You're like either working or with the baby and you're like, wow, I really don't have any time for myself. And the time you mm-hmm. do have for yourself at the end of the night, you're just like so tired and like checked out. You don't want to do anything. You just want to bed out in front of TV, but taking a lot of walks with the baby have been great. Been really, really good. And even though it's like she's with me, it feels like time for myself because she's looking around, she's quiet, she's doing her thing. And I'm just, you know, enjoying nature and just kind of doing that so a lot of walks that's been really really good and uh, i'm trying to think what else yeah i mean and ali and i getting like we'll get some coverage from our mother-in-law who obviously we're quarantining with so we'll have like date night but i think those are like the main two things i'm getting getting time for myself with nice yeah that's it's so important it's because it's so, so easy to, it's easy to get you know yeah. lost yeah. in that and just put everything absolutely for yourself you know? in the back burner. yeah and a lot of guys i talk to you know they're coming into our program you know, we get real deep on our first couple calls, but the a lot of them just have a real hard time prioritizing themselves, and they're they're last in line. They'll put everything and anyone in front of them, and it's really you know to me to take their eyes and, and put them on on themselves because if you can't put your own gas mask on, you can't put you know oxygen mask on, you can't put anyone else's. You know, True. the thing is too, like we think about if we're not prioritizing ourselves, oh, I have to get this this and this done. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to meal prep or eat clean, but the time that you are investing is going to make you such a more present, such a more energetic, just a, a better, more product, productive, just a better, you know, father, husband, worker, all that stuff. So we kind of think about, oh, if I add exercise and I add nutrition to my routine, my plate's going to crack because I have so much on my plate already. But if we think about it logically, you know, that plate is actually just getting bigger, mm-hmm. right? Because we're just like, we're increasing are uh, and stronger yeah right bigger and stronger and so because we're, we're getting more mentally clear we're having more energy we just have are in a better mood and that's going to allow us to do a lot more you know when we think about it logically we kind of go into a fight or flight oh my god i have a kid oh my god i have work this is just overwhelming i definitely can't work out i definitely can't eat well but if you take a step back and you actually just look at that logically and be like okay cool where what am i getting out of that if i exercise and I eat healthy Oh, I'm getting actually more present time. I'm going to be more focused. I'm going to be in a better mood around my family and all that. So you're getting, you know, better return. And, you know, if you're working out three hours a week and maybe meal prepping an hour or two a week, like that's four or five hours. I think the average person watches two to three hours of Netflix a day. Uh, oh, easy. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy. So it's really just like, you know, it, it gets really tough because in the beginning of having a kid, you're, you know, it's, you're, you're so sleep deprived and you're so just kind of in this victim mentality, like, oh, I can't get anything done. This is just kind of how it's going to be. I'm just going to be a fat dad and da, da, da. But, you know, taking a step back and really empowering yourself and just having that real talk with yourself. Okay. Is this reality or is this an excuse? You know, and a lot of right. my conversations with, with people that are coming to the program, it's just like, hey, you know, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not. I'm not saying this to be to be mean or, or press on you. I want, I'm saying this because I want you to succeed. Is, you know, that that sounds like an excuse not having time. It's like time's something we make, right? We all have the same 24 hours. It's like how do we use them, right? And really, just having an extrinsic motivator. I think one of the things. I know I'm rambling here, but one of the things that I had. Let it go. Let it go. 
<laughs> when Julia was born was, you know, my focus was all about myself. And I was like, I'm gonna work out for myself. So I feel better and da da da. And now it's like for Julie, so I can be more focused around her, I can be a better role model for her. And so when I switch the extrinsic motivator, it's a lot more motivating, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm thinking about not myself, but I'm thinking about how it affects others. Um, that was really, really powerful. And it's a powerful exercise to do with a lot of my clients too. Right. And and for them, also for our kids, it's they're going to really learn and latch on to the things we're trying to show them by yeah. seeing us do it, by, yeah. see, you know, not just talking, like watching us do things and experiencing yeah. it is the yeah. real way it, they, they'll yeah. learn and, and, and grow from it. Like Isabella yeah. now, she does, she works out with me, she'll, with us, she'll yeah. do yoga. She's like yeah. doing burpees, <laughs> you know, awesome. it's, it's awesome. So cool, man. That's awesome. You know, that's what it's yeah. really all about is like, you know, is they're they're so they're like sponges, especially like right. earlier. The younger they are, they, you think that like oh, it's six months, not gonna remember anything. Like they yeah. they the re, the repetition of watching you work out or watch you know watching you active, you know that mm-hmm. sinks into their head and something that they mirror. You know we take right we take after a lot of our parents' habits. You know as we all learn when we go to therapy and spend <laughs> <laughs> everything's our parents' fault. But you know we take off <laughs> take off a good good and bad habits. Right. You know, exactly. You know, I think movement is a lot from the father, and I've I've read a lot that eating is eating um habits a lot like the mother, which is very interesting. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I get that. I mean, just from like the general you know societal norms, uh, growing up, what you see. So going off of eating real quick. So, mm-hmm. uh, diet versus exercise. Which one is the, you know, weighs more? I guess in the yeah, yeah, yeah in the discussion. Uh, that's just depends question. You know. Right, no, it's true. Um, I think it just depends what you're trying to do. You know, if someone's trying to lose body fat, it's going to be 80-20, 80% nutrition. If someone's trying to increase muscle mass, probably like a 60-40. If someone is trying to get healthier, I'd probably say like a 50-50. Someone wants to move better, I would say 60 training, 40 nutrition. So it kind of just depends where you're at. Most of the people that I'm working with, you know, they're trying to build muscle, lose body fat. So it's going to be we, we do a ton, ton, ton of nutrition coaching. And you know, where that really plays in is, you know, you can find a meal plan. You can find out how to eat healthy anywhere. It's really figuring out how to make that work into your lifestyle and stay adherent to it. Because what people right. think and get them results and what it actually does take is way different, right? And so having right. a coach, having someone help you adhere to that um, 100% is going uh, to be key for sure. Word. Amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, that's all I got for you, man. Thank you for cool. taking the time uh very very knowledgeable uh and if uh for people to check out you know your work and how to get in contact where can they find you yeah uh instagram uh coach underscore con diesel c-o-n-d-e-e-z-l-e don't don't ask me a long story coach con diesel um yeah and uh facebook just dylan a conrad um dylan like bob dylan and um that's mainly where I, i put all my stuff up but i'm always posting you know daily workouts um little informational tidbits you can use for your nutrition or your training um you know transformation picks ton <laughs> it's the motivation yeah, i love so. the daily workouts uh i've been yeah. i've been saving a lot of them and just it's it's so helpful for you know being on lockdown being at home and saying you know there's really no excuse you got to get it done you know and mm-hmm. you can get it done mm-hmm. um i was looking at those weights that you have and yeah. those are those are serious. Those are also pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, there, there's ones you can actually get less expensive. They're just adjustable dumbbells. But I think you can get like a, you know, set that goes from like five pound increments up to 50 for maybe one to $200. The ones I have, they're power blocks. They're 
they're going to last you longer. So it's more of an investment, but actually you can get financing on PowerBlox. Um, oh, good to know. Website. Yeah. They actually have a really good, I think it's like 0%. You know, I think a lot of companies like Peloton are now doing that uh, mm -hmm. 0% financing. So it just makes it easier to pay that off over time. Amazing. Word. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking into some of those. Um, one last thing I'm getting from uh, producer, producer Obi, uh, making sure <laughs> I ask you, um, after quarantine, are you going back, looking to go back to brick and mortar? Do you, do you have plans for that? Are you still figuring that out or do you... like, uh, as a, as a, like a business owner, like, or yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, probably not to be honest with you, you know, since we've pivoted to remote, um, a lot of the traffic I run for advertising is actually now nationally. So where I have a five mile radius, if you'd like a market to, you know, mm -hmm. being in LA, you can't market anywhere past five miles or else they will not come to your studio. Um, right. Yeah. So it's like another, having, like, another state. Right. So now having a national reach, uh, we're just able to help more people. Uh, we're also able to do more. I think a lot of people, you know, if they don't like the type of workouts they do when they come into the studio, they're kind of pigeonholed into doing it one way. We don't really offer much more than just like strength and hit classes. But someone that wants something more specific or someone that is using a gym or, you know, because we have clients that gyms are open, they're going to it. We're able to create programs for them. And That's if they're amazing. like, they have specific injuries or they have specific dysfunctions, um, we can create customized programs for them. So I don't think so. You know, honestly, I like the remote better. It just allows us to do a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I, it, obviously it depends where someone's at. If someone's like, I'm trying to get to like a super elite level. They would need a gym, right? But, right. you know, they would need something, a specific routine worked out for them. So it's definitely, um, yeah, I'm going I'm, to I'm stick with remote for sure. I mean, I might swallow my words and like, you know, five years and open another studio up, but, uh, hey, we'll yeah, I, just, I just love it. I love it so much, you know, and, and I get the, I get to work at home. So there's not, there's no commute. I can see my baby more. Um, right. There's a lot of definite, like, especially even working out at home myself. It's been huge saving so much time and just able to watch the baby and have her eat while I do my workout, stuff like that. It's been helpful. Amazing. Yeah. I've been trying to do that too. Like in the, while she's eating breakfast, get some stuff in. Yeah. Can, you know, they're, yeah, they're eating for like, you know, 10, 20 minutes. You might as well just yeah. get like a couple sets in. A hundred percent. Uh, this is amazing, man. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I hope to man. see you guys in, uh, once the quarantine is over yeah, in 2022 sure. or something. Uh, we'll see. You know, yeah. And thank you so much for having me on here. You know, I just, I love helping people and, you know, get my message out. And uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of gray area out there. There's a lot of like, should I do this, should I do that? And just like cause a lot of confusion. So I, I'm, you know, I'm super grateful to be invited on here and just kind of slice through all that. Yeah, man. And we're happy to have you. Um, and one thing from that I just have made note of through your posts and what you're doing, it's all very clear and concise and like to the point and like going off of what you said, there's just like, people not knowing what to do and a lot of the stuff that i do see it's just there's just so much like filler on what people are saying and it's just it's i feel yeah. like some people are just talking just to hear themselves talk your stuff is like it's very clear and and to the point and it's just you know when people don't have a lot of time it's it's helpful to to get in and and, and get that info so well, thank exactly. you. Appreciate that. yeah of course Work. all right man
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Papa Don't Preach. Uh, congratulations, Dan. That was a fantastic interview. Very informative. I learned a lot about how unhealthy I am and how lazy I am. And I, it's very interesting about the deadlift. I did not know that about the deadlift. So are we starting a competition between the three of us? Let's do it. Yeah, let's, let's see who can lose the most body fat and who can run a mile the fastest. I hate running. All right, I you lost. You All are right, out. Mitch, me versus you. All right. <laughs> I said I hate running, so I wouldn't do it. I've been listening to David Goggins. He can't beat me now. No one can beat me now. <laughs> no, I have the drive. You oh, can't really? David can't Goggins? Me. Dude, he's the best. I've been, li- I've been listening to Rob Schneider's inspirational books, so. Does <laughs> he have one, really? No, man. That guy's oh. terrible. Why yeah, don't you I, dare I, say I, that I, about I, fucking Rob you Schneider? You would love Rob. I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no but like i learned a lot about that and i was glad to have him on i hope to have him back in a a few weeks he's definitely a great amazing person to speak with uh, what he's been able to do especially from going to you know brick and mortar to digital and finding his space there it's just very inspiring to see that this pandemic hasn't knocked everyone down and i'm really really happy to hear uh him able to help people become better you know them their better selves it's very inspiring a very good interview Zan, I can't tell you how great of a job you did. It's very inspiring. Oh, thank you, sir. Like, voice thank is very you, soothing. Uh, I'll do the ASMR for you. Yeah, Don't worry. There's three, pe- there's three people on this podcast, Zan. It was okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't worry. I build them up. Mitch <laughs> breaks I will, them down. I will I love take it. you down so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, everybody, this is that time. I know if you've been waiting for it, we've reached the end of the pod, and this is a time where I get Mitch and Zan together for our segment, Papa's Pulpit. You guys know it very well. It's when we get together, start talking a little bit of S about the things that really P are Bs, all right? So stepping up to the pulpit first, I'm getting Zan. Yes, I'm here. All right, tell me what's on your mind. What's working you? I hear an angry silence from you right now. That's what I feel. <laughs> oh. I'm only getting Stop. angrier, buddy. Hurry up. Yeah, good. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. Uh, what am I pissed about? So many things. The main thing is um, this whole uh, push to, for unity. Accountability is what we should be focusing on. And it's just crazy. It's crazy how it's, you know, on... The Republican side, I guess they went for the you know first few days of we got to go push unity, unity. We ought to all come together, and then they started attacking Biden right away, and uh, it's just it's insane because the history of America is just trying to sweep things under the rug that we need to address, and that's part of the reason why we had a white supremacist in office, and that's part of the reason why we you know have people storming the Capitol is because. We have not addressed our history properly um, and hold, held us accountable for it. Um, so, yeah, I think that really needs to be the focus is, focus is uh, you know, accountability. And, you know, the people like Cruz and Holly, they need to be uh, removed. Fucking douchebags douche need to be removed from office and, and charged. I mean, it's, it's insane. And this other woman, I don't remember her name, who is... Maggie Green. Yeah, just like... Just filth, absolute filth. And if you are behind her, you are filth also. Like, I'm sorry, it's this isn't some like 
oh, I don't know I'm, what's going on. I'm ignorant to it. If you support this bitch and what she's doing, it's it's like, it's, uh, you, you know, you need That's to reevaluate that's a hard beast. So, so it's so infuriating. It really is. So um, yeah, there's no way we're going to actually move forward if we don't hold people accountable. And, and um, I really hope it, I hope it happens. It, it really, really needs to, um, or else I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to get worse. It's not, you know, just because the, the riot er, failed, uh, it, it's not a, sorry. If we don't hold people accountable, that riot wasn't a failure. It was practice for what's next to come. Assholes. But thank you, Zan. Thank you very, very much. I hope that getting this out will help you sleep a little better. I sleep pretty well, actually. Lies. I, I, I can, I can, no, I, I can fall asleep anywhere. I can fall asleep. I fall asleep in the dentist chair. It's an art. Yeah, it, you're, you're drugged. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny that's a good one <laughs> but, but no <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay moving on <laughs> uh, Mitch uh, Mitch how you feeling right now you got something to say you want to step up to the pulpit you know I, I feel great um, what I what has been bothering me is just people not being real to who they are <laughs> or like just just the bullshit all the bullshit just there's so much of it fuck like just everyone needs to look themselves in the mirror question who they're who they actually are and stop just being giant piles of shit all the time it's just all the time everywhere every day everything you read i'm just tired of it and You know, if we actually do want to bring unity. <laughs> unity. Unity. U-N-I-T-Y. U-N-I-T-Y. Um, if, if, you know, if we actually want this, you know, I think everyone needs to actually take a good look at themselves in the mirror and, you know, actually try to be a better person. I, I'm, I'm tired of, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so tired of just, just, it's just bullshit everywhere. Bullshit, 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 bullshit. <laughs> it's, it, it's so tiresome. Just everything's negative. Everything's why, why me, why me? Shut the fuck up and let's just fucking let's do this. Like it, it, it can be done. It can be done. But we, we're always having. I don't I'm not gonna say the word I want to say. We always have people that <laughs> aren't very smart <laughs> that just don't want to accept truth, and you know they 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 preach shit that they don't that they that they don't actually practice. So I'm just tired. I'm 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 actually just sick and tired of hearing all the BS, and you know I I, I don't know why. To me, it seems so e- like to, to to be kind to each other. What the fuck's wrong with everyone? What the fuck is wrong with everyone? Jesus Christ! Thank you very much, Mitch. I'm gonna take the pulpit. I'm gonna take the pulpit right Step over here. Up. It better be good. I'm stepping on up. Um, mine is a little petty. Mine's mine's yeah. just a little petty. I you guys, I understand what you're saying. Mine's a little petty. Um, I just I want to let you know, like 
we're here in a pandemic and you know a lot of basically we're living in a digital world everything is going streaming and i understand that you know uh right now i have netflix you know it's 15.99 a month it's ridiculous it really is for the content i'm getting from netflix it's a little ridiculous and i just got an email from netflix saying yo obes like we're friends. That might be my fault for entering my name in as O's, but still, we ain't homies. It's Mr. Ikamafuna to you. You behind on your payments. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got an email from Netflix. Yo, O's, just letting you know we're going to be charging two extra dollars to your monthly subscription. I was like, <laughs> what? Why? Why? Is my question. Explain to me why. This is a global company. Explain to me why. You need to be charging me two extra dollars a month. And then a description in the bottom saying, oh, we got a lot of good content, feel good content coming your way. Feel good content coming my way. So in the wake of Peacock showing up and them losing The Office, Parks and Rec, all the NBC shows going gone, HBO Max coming up, scooping up all the scraps, Disney Plus coming up, taking away all the animated content, Mm. Netflix is going to tell me Netflix Netflix is going to tell me right now they need two extra dollars from me and now I get less and they want me to pay more I remember there was a show called Friends from College great show oh my god that show was hilarious it was hilarious you know what happened to that show canceled canceled why I don't know maybe the actors didn't get along maybe the director got fired don't know no, I... They keep all their streaming content. They keep all their streaming numbers secret. It's like Netflix's biggest thing. We don't share our streaming numbers. Cool. Got it. Question. There's another show called, I think it was the OA. or yes. The OA. Oh my the God. The OA. Oh, man. Amanda loves that show. You know, the interpretive dancing angels. Oh, Can God. we do a video of us doing it? I, hate, yeah, well... <laughs> I could not stand that. That show was fucking way way too weird well like look it was a, it was a good original show yeah. it was a good original show all right yeah it went off the deep end but most shows do canceled i keep getting shows from netflix that get canceled it's like i'm investing to be left hanging yeah and they want an extra two dollars from me netflix <laughs> what the fuck is netflix <sighs> they're gonna come up into my house on my ps4 on my apple tv and tell me why bigger studios are coming out. They need more money from me for their shitty ass content. That's Fuck out of here, Netflix. Netflix, you garbage. You burnt. You so, done. So Fuck you. You're not you canceling your subscription. You're not canceling. When are you gonna cancel? He's not. He's not. Oh, it's already canceled. I'm done. You'll buy. You'll be back. No, they, they always come you'll be back. back. <laughs> nah, man. I just gotta hit you up for your subscription. That's all. <laughs> I can't agree with you on that because I'm. I, I we've had Netflix forever. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of a. I know there was a show or two on there to where really anticipating the next season and it didn't come. But I can't. Re, I can't think of the show because it's been it's been that long to where it like finally just like disappeared. So, but I remember being a little bit pissed finding out like, hey, it's it's over and done with. <laughs> Like what? No, the show that you can't remember is gone. Got it. Thank you so much, everybody. 
Uh, this is our first episode back. I'm glad to have everybody over here. But uh, big shout out to our producer, Blaine Pierre. I'm Mr. Blaine. Hey. Mr. Blaine. <laughs> big shout out to DNA, Aaron Mostow. They do our music. Big shout out to you, Zan Mostow. Big shout out to you, Mitch Keith. And a big shout out to me. Y'all know my name, so I ain't going to say it again. This is Papa Don't Preach, and we are back for season two. We're See back you next week. See you soon, Obi Julu. Kisses. My whole name? <laughs> <laughs>